Today on the podcast, yet another company is getting dragged into court over allegations it has a toxic work environment for women. But this time, the plaintiff isn't a group of female employees. It's the state of California. Hello, you're listening to On the Merits, the weekly legal news podcast from Bloomberg Law. I'm your host, David Schultz, and I'm back from vacation and feeling great. Even before the Me Too movement, but certainly since then, we've seen a ton of legal action against employers over allegations of hostile work environments. The lawsuits largely come from women who were harassed and subject to discrimination, but now we're seeing government regulators jumping into the fray. Late last month, the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing filed a suit against the video game maker Activision Blizzard, accusing it of fostering a, quote, frat boy culture and listing a litany of explicit and very specific complaints. According to the complaint, one tradition at the company that makes the blockbuster World of Warcraft franchise was that of cube crawls, where male employees, quote, drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through various cubicles in the office, unquote. The complaint says male employees would routinely play video games while delegating responsibilities to female employees, regularly engage in sexual banter with them, and also joke openly about rape, among other things. Oh, and also the agency says the women were paid less than their male counterparts and held back from promotions over the possibility that they may become pregnant. Activision, for its part, is fighting back against the allegations, but has also hired a law firm to investigate its corporate culture. And this is not the only action this California state agency has taken in regards to gender discrimination in the video game industry. Last year, it asked a court to nullify a proposed settlement of a class action lawsuit against the company Riot Games on the grounds that the settlement was several orders of magnitude too small. Maeve Alsup, a Bloomberg Law California correspondent, has been covering all this video game industry litigation, and I rang her up to get a better sense of why the state is getting involved now. She started off by explaining exactly who the plaintiff in the Activision suit really is. So the plaintiff is California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing, um, which is basically the state's the state's civil rights agency. It enforces California's discrimination laws, among other laws. This agency is, is sort of interesting because it has the power to investigate individual companies, which it did in this case with Activision Blizzard. Yeah, so why did they launch an investigation here? And, and tell me a little bit about that, because it sounds like this was investigation was going on for several years before the, the complaint was filed last month. Right. So that is sort of uh, a procedural necessity for how this agency is able to work, the power that it has under California law. So it can investigate, it can launch an investigation based on allegations of violations of certain California laws. So in this case, allegations of sexual harassment, of um, of gender bias, of pay gaps at Activision Blizzard. And the agency has a set amount of time in which they need to conduct an investigation, notify the company what that investigation found, their conclusions basically. Um, and then they also have to conduct a mediation with the company and then sort of at the end of that, if that mediation doesn't come to anything, um, they can file suit in civil court, which they've done in this case uh, with Activision Blizzard. That's interesting. So it sounds like Activision Blizzard uh, knew about the investigation and also had a chance to resolve it privately, but they weren't able to do that before the suit was filed in civil court. Is that right? Right. So the company would have been notified when 
DFEH started the investigation, um, according to the complaint that the agency filed in Los Angeles last month, they, they notified Activision Blizzard about the findings of their investigation in June. And then on three or four different dates, tried to conduct private mediation um, that, that didn't go anywhere. And so then they ended up with uh, the lawsuit filed in state court in L.A. So... One of the things that uh, kind of struck me about your reporting on this uh, was that it seems like the state is suing Activision Blizzard almost over its corporate culture. You know, it's not like one specific thing that they did. There are a ton of allegations in there saying, like, this is just a pattern of behavior from the company and the way that it operates. Is that unique? Has that been done before where a company is sued or fined over its culture? It's a good question. As far as lawsuits filed by a state agency, uh, you know, what what experts are telling me is that is new. It's an unusual act. And, and, and what struck me as a little bit unusual about the agency's complaint is that it is very specific. As you mentioned, it goes into really explicit detail about a large number of specific events, um, as well as incidents that kind of occurred over and over again. And, and essentially what they're alleging is this pattern and practice of, of harassment, a culture of, you know, a, to use their terminology, a frat boy culture. And they're alleging that, you know, leadership knew about this and failed to take steps to prevent harassment, discrimination, et cetera, from, from happening inside the, the company. It's not just their culture, it's their pay scale. It's how they pay their employees. It's their, you know, these are like really tangible things. This isn't just like this kind of amorphous culture thing. No, I mean, and I mean, it makes sense when you when you look at the specific laws under which the agency is suing or in the case of Riot Games under which the employees are suing, they're, they're laws targeting specific actions, right? Like pay disparities, uh, sexual harassment. And California, California's, harassment and discrimination laws are stronger than federal law in in many respects. And so people have said, look, this is why it's happening in California. It can happen here because one, this agency, unlike it's sort of parallel agencies in other states can sue in civil court. And two, California has the laws to back this up. California's laws are really, really specific about what constitutes harassment, discrimination. Um, and so the environment that exists here is ripe for this type of lawsuit, I guess. Right. And, and you also reported that a lot of former uh, Activision Blizzard employees are now witnesses in this uh, uh, suit. Uh, it seems like this could really snowball pretty fast, if that's the case, uh, against the company. Uh, is that uh, is that possible that you know you could see waves of employees coming forward and and testifying? Absolutely. Um, I think as as far as employee action, even investor action, and and sort of the court of public opinion, I, I would categorize it as snowballing. Right in the days and weeks immediately following the lawsuit, you saw big pushback against the company's initial response. Uh, you saw employee walkouts, you saw petitions, and you also saw uh, industry insiders at other game makers expressing sort of solidarity with current and former employees at Activision. So in a sense, in that sense, it did snowball, right? It became this really, really big story. Activision is now facing two different investor suits. Um, so from that, from that initial complaint, yeah, a lot has happened since then. And we should talk about the, the company's initial response, which I think, as you reported, 
Activision itself called their own initial response tone deaf. Um, what was the, the response that they had when the lawsuit was first unveiled and how did that lead to employee walkouts? Yeah, so the initial response was sort of taking a hard line against the allegations. They they said that the agency's complaint um, was distorted, included false allegations, um, and and to use you know the company's wording that it was meritless and irresponsible. Um, they they said you know half of this stuff happened a really long time ago. This is not the culture now. This agency is really just going above and beyond to make us look bad, and obviously that response did not land well with current and former employees or with sort of, you know, employees at a variety of companies in the gaming industry. And they, they've since walked that back, um, you know, and they have hired a, a law firm to kind of do an investigation into their company culture. I, I think they, they had some serious sort of PR cleanup to do after that initial response, which, as you said, the word tone deaf is, is exactly how people saw it. Yeah, and as you just mentioned, they've hired uh, Wilmer Hale to uh, do an investigation of their corporate culture, which I think, uh, you know, initially a while ago was an unusual thing to do, but now a lot of companies have done that, where they hire an outside firm to sort of look at kind of what is going wrong. Um, is this Activision's way of kind of uh, you know trying to get out ahead of of the the litigation and and the scandal, I guess, and to say you know, hey, we're taking this seriously, we're ta- being proactive? Uh, or is this something that they're doing, you know, in earnest because they really want to find out, like, how could this sort of go so wrong? It's a really good question. Um, I, myself, not being sort of a gaming industry insider, I think my view is a little bit different, but but industry insiders have said, will tell you that this is not the first time that these types of allegations or this type of sort of a Me Too movement in the gaming industry has come up. Um, I talked to numerous women who said, like, look, this is the third or fourth time that this, this has happened. And until there is really serious industry-wide change, you know, I'm not super optimistic. Um, that being said, as far as getting ahead of the lawsuit, it's it's hard to know if that is possible. The agency, when it comes to the gaming industry, the agency really seems to be playing hardball, right? Like the the sort of separate litigation against Riot Games. In that litigation, which, which is the class action, the agency has said, look, this settlement with female employees is worth $400 million. Um, they're really, really pushing, I think, for, for industry change, for retribution for employees, um, and, and they're trying to keep it as public as possible in, in both the, that litigation with Riot and with Activision Blizzard. Well, let's take a big step back now because, uh, you know, you just talked about problems elsewhere in the gaming industry, and I want to take an even bigger step back and talk about the tech industry as a whole and Silicon Valley as a whole. I mean, we've all heard kind of stories that have come out of Silicon Valley about kind of this oafish behavior. Do you feel like this is a tipping point, though? This feels new to me because it's not just the employees going after their own company. This is a situation where you have state regulators and the company's investors also taking action against a company. Have we? Is this something new that we're seeing, or is this uh, just sort of a uh, more of the same, um, you know, action and and turmoil that we've seen since the Me Too movement started? 
It's a good question. Again, to go back to experts saying this is new for DFEH. This is new to kind of be attacking systemic issues within an agency, within a company versus kind of settling things quietly. Um, so in that regard, this very, very public, I guess, like airing of these companies' dirty laundry, right? They're being outed very publicly for these internal issues. That I think is new in, in, in terms of the state being involved. But as far as big settlements that are geared at, at industry change, I don't think it's new. Um, you know, a lot of att- attorneys pointed to me towards um, a settlement with Apple several years ago. Um, and in that case, they said the really big wins there, um, Apple and, and at Google, many companies, the big wins there are getting rid of non-disclosure agreements, uh, mandatory are arbitration, um, and, and, you know, many, many Activision and Riot, Riot employees that I've talked to said what allows that culture of harassment to kind of thrive is the simultaneous culture of secrecy. Um, and so people aren't sure what they're able to talk about. People aren't quite sure what their rights are, even as far as speaking to a state agency, conducting an investigation into their employer. Um, you know, and so if that type of settlement is something that is in the future for Activision, you know, it's, it's possible that that could really make a big change as far as what employees are required to sign. Um, other, other people have said this really needs to start at the top. This has to start with leadership. Leadership cannot be exclusively white men. You need to hire from underrepresented groups. There needs to be a more diverse perspective at the very top of the company um, because that you know, that's where sort of hiding all of these internal issues starts. And then finally, you know, if I work uh, at the top of a tech company in Silicon Valley or, you know, any company uh, in any valley, (laughs) um, what should I be thinking about now? I I mean, California is a unique state uh, in that, you know, it can have some pretty aggressive uh, regulators who uh, oversee the business community. But let's say I'm, you know, the head of any company of any state. Should I be worried about my company's culture, that just the very culture of the company will land me in court? It's a really good question. Um, but I think it goes, what, what companies probably already are thinking about are what are the elements that play into a quote unquote culture, right? And what this state agency is saying is it's one huge pay disparities, right? Women being paid significantly less in the same positions as men. Two, allegations of harassment going completely uninvestigated, unresponded to. Um, and, And three, a real issue surrounding transparency. And so, you know, rather than saying, gosh, is my company culture under attack? Like, what are the specific elements um, of equality, uh, of anti-discriminatory policies that that the state agencies care about, and and how can we really focus on those? Uh, you know, one attorney put it to me as, if you're an employer in California, you need to be on the lookout for lawsuits filed by your employees, whether class action or individual. But you also need to be wary uh, of this state agency. And she said, you know. You're going to hire a counsel and they're going to really brief you on all of these things. And you just have to understand that if you want to play in California, like this is how the ballgame works. You have to be really, really careful of of a wide variety of worker protections. All right. Well, that was Maeve Alsup speaking with us from San Francisco, California. Maeve, thank you so much for, for talking. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much. 
And that'll do it for today's episode of On the Merits. It was produced by myself, David Schultz. Special help today came from Bernie Cohn and Meg Molly. Our editor is Jessica Coombs, and our executive producer is Josh Block. Reach out to us on Twitter if you have anything on your mind. We use the handle BLaw, and I'm at David B. Schultz. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. You don't need to be a judge to be interested in our nation's laws and legal institutions. Just like you don't need to have a law degree to be curious about the inner workings of courts, law firms, and law schools. That's where we come in. My name's Adam Allington, and I'm the host of Uncommon Law, a podcast from the Bloomberg Industry Group. Uncommon Law is where public policy, storytelling, and the law are combined. We explore big topics ranging from tech policy to free speech to race and gender diversity. So please give us a listen. You can subscribe and download today. Just search for Uncommon Law wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much.